0: Good morning, everybody. My name is Larry Jacobs, and this is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on March 16th, 2023. It's Thursday, and it's the day before Thanksgiving, before St. Before Paddy's Day. Okay, so I want to wish everybody a good and happy and fun St. Paddy's Day. And I just did a show uh, with the district outside of Chicago where they turned the Chicago River green all right, for the occasion. Other friends of mine are heading down to the city where it's a real celebration. That's Savannah, Georgia, okay, one of the biggest St. Paddy's Day celebrations ever, so I want to wish everybody a good time tomorrow, March 17th, but today's the 16th. We've got Adam Lane here. He's the principal of Haynes City High School in Florida. That's right by Orlando, all right, and he is uh Adam, I'll bring you on in just a second. He is the 2022 National Association of Secondary School Principals Florida Principal of the Year, so a big congratulations to that. We're going to talk about that award. We're going to talk about his school. We're going to talk about what he's done, and we're going to talk about NASSP, okay, the National Association of Secondary School Principals, and their upcoming advocacy conference, which they're doing with my other good friends and a ESP, the National Association of Elementary School Principals, and that's all coming up or at the very end of March. Oh, let me get the exact dates. I have it here, which is March 26th to the 29th is that advocacy conference, okay, teaching people how to advocate for principals, schools, and students, okay, as a part, part of your job. All right, and we're going to have uh, on March 28th, right in the middle of that, Ron nazoy is going to come on. He's the uh, CEO of NA- NASSP. He's going to come on the show and talk about what's going on in the conference. So we're getting really involved with a great group, NASSP, and it's going to be a pleasure to have Adam here today. Okay, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's our, home cons- that's our home website for the American Consortium for Equity and Education. Please go over there and subscribe to our magazine. It's free. It's an online journal. It's called Equity and Access. We're the only ones that cover that uh, every other month. When we publish, please go over and just click on the cover. And you'll enjoy the current issue, which is all about the Equity Awards. All of our podcasts, including this one, are archived over there. And you'll see the work we do. We're going to talk about it a little bit later with uh, Adam about the teacher retention we have teacher-retention.com as a website we also have our sel today website so um <clears throat> please go over check it out again everything's free at ace-ed.org and with further without further introduction I've got you, i'm going to give adam a fanfare he's the uh, 2022 uh, uh, florida principal of the year here we go ladies and gentlemen presenting Adam Lane. How was that, Adam?
1: Hey, that was awesome, Larry. Thanks for having Thanks, me on, on the show, and it's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's a pleasure to have you here, and boy, congrats, first of all, congratulations. That's a big deal. You're the Florida Principal of the Year.
1: That's oh, huge. extremely excited. Yeah, my students, my staff, uh, even my community, we've, we've really rallied around it, and it's been a it's been a great process.
0: It certainly is. And of course, you know about the corporate jet from NASSP. You now have access to it whenever. You know that? Did they tell you that?
1: Well, I'm still waiting for that, but I heard about it. I think the tell my
0: friend that come over there uh, they always slip that up and they keep it for themselves. So it's NASSP-1. It's a 747, and you can use it whenever you want. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate it
0: they Orlando <laughs> Executive Airport. Okay, be my guest. Hey, it's great to have you here. i really got to tell you. Tell us about Haynes City, which, again, is located a little bit south of Orlando. Okay, tell us all about it. What, what your high school is like.
1: Yeah, Haynes City High School. It's an awesome right. place. Uh, we're the largest school in Polk County, maybe even the state of Florida, but we're really? upwards of about 3,000 students. Wow. Um, I've got a staff of about 345, 142 of them are teachers, and we're in a rural area, it, it's growing, it's on the outskirts of Orlando, so, yeah. you know, a lot of our families work in Orlando at many of the theme parks and restaurants, and just live about a 30-minute commute over in Haines
0: City. Boys, how long have you been there?
1: This is my eighth. Eighth consecutive year, which is a record. Eight years in a row there.
0: <laughs> eight years as principal, right? Eight years
1: yeah, as principal? Eight years as principal. Yeah, that's the all-time record at that school.
0: Congratulations. Keep it up, my friend. Keep it up.
1: Okay. Yeah, and going when, to
0: nine. Before you were a principal, what did you do, Adam? What were you teaching? That I, sort was of a, stuff?
1: I was an assistant principal at Largo High School, which is over mm-hmm. by Clearwater Beach in, in Pinellas County, so... I had five years' experience as an AP, and prior to that, I had 12 years of teaching, uh, elementary, middle, high school. I tried them all. Great ride.
0: What what, what did you teach? That's an interesting run. What did you teach?
1: I taught everything from physical education, um, everything underneath that category, to sciences, a lot of uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade science, health, and then uh, as an AP, I was over athletics, and I was also an cool. international baccalaureate coordinator wow. before heading over to Kane City.
0: Wow, that's a very interesting background. I went to a college many, many years ago. Okay, college called, too many to count, Westchester State up in, uh, Westchester, now Westchester State University in, in, up near Philadelphia. Okay, where I grew up, and that was the big uh, phys ed school. They supplied most of the phys ed teachers. Okay, to Pennsylvania back in those days. Okay, and it's very it was very unusual for a phys ed teacher. Okay, and uh, to to uh, a move on to a principalship, and that's not nothing derogatory. It was just the way it usually happened. But b to run the international baccalaureate program, I find that fascinating. That you, you really got a great background there.
1: Well, you know what? The the physical education background as a teacher, you always have to have plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Is it raining? Is there a, a pep rally in the gym?
0: <laughs> yep. Good so, point.
1: you know, it, it kind of went hand in hand with being a principal. You got to have your game plan ready.
0: Adam, you must be great at your job man i got to tell you and again, congratulations for all this, okay, and i want to say it again about four hundred n a s s p and n a e s p good friends of ours okay school leaders will be uh, in d c're heading up north on March 29th to discuss the education issues with your, with, with, with your congressional representatives. I know you have a relationship with your representative. We'll talk about that. Who I don't know who that is, but we'll find out in a minute. But yeah, I have to ask you something. This is interesting because you're down in Florida. And I don't mean to get political. Please don't misunderstand this question, okay? But in Florida, there's um, – there's a lot of controversy right now. Going to Governor DeSantis and the Florida Department of Education have some changes. Okay, I, again, not to get political. All right, how's that all set up when when you go to Washington, meet your representative? How does it how how does it all work out with your fellow uh, principals, etc.? You can just get into that again, not politically. I don't mean it that way. It's just a lot of political news these days. Yeah,
1: Larry. You know, we go to we go to Washington with a specific game plan, and if you talk to anyone from the NASSP or NAESP, you know, this year we're really focusing on on three big areas. One of them is to improve that educator pipeline. You know, we want to make sure that choice to become a teacher, an administrator, a principal. That is number one. Why would you ever consider another education uh, path outside of being an educator? So Hmm. how do we strengthen and support that pipeline to bring in talent to this profession? And we could go on forever about that one. Well, we can a
0: little bit later from your lips to the good Lord's ears. i got to tell you on that one. Okay, boy, I wish you the best on that.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the second one, Larry, is we're really looking on improving school mental health, wellness, safety resources. You know, we came out of two years of a pandemic. Many of our students were learning from their bedrooms or their kitchens, and we had no contact with them other than the computer for two years. And now they're all back on campus. The campus Mm -hmm. is mine with 3,000 kids. You you didn't have that interaction as a human to human for almost two years sitting at your house, and now you're trying to get an education on a large campus. So we're really looking to increase that mental health awareness with more counselors, more social workers, more psychologists. And then the third one, Larry, we're really looking at is is just the budgeting, Congress, how much money, COVID, uh, relief funds, where are we putting them? Things like Title I schools, looking at uh, CTE programs. Not every kid's going to go to college, but do we have a career and technical education process. So we're going up there with three major purposes that I can expand on at any point if you want.
0: Well, that was good. And, by the way, your answer to my question, you answered my question, okay? When we go and talk to our representatives there, we have to stay away from the politics of the situation, Okay. Our job, and this is what you said, our job is to teach kids and build better schools. Okay? And we got it. We, 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 every single teacher works in, in one of 50 different environments. Okay? And we have to work within them. Okay? And, and make things happen and never forget the goal is to teach the kids. Was that a good uh, uh, summary of what you're thinking down there?
1: I give you a highly effective A plus on that one, Larry. Thanks,
0: buddy. I appreciate that. You know, and it's tough everywhere, you know, and I just wanted to – your point was beautifully taken. i got to tell you the way you answered that question. I, I mean it sincerely. When when you go up there, okay, and this is interesting. I mean, you're down you're, – you're in – I'm in Maine, by the way, so my down and up might be a little different from yours, okay? But when you go up, okay, to, to Washington, you're flying right over Tallahassee, okay? And I have to ask this, as as you, as you build – um, you know, relationships with your various representatives And you're my can, can we really do some good work on the, on the federal, the national level with all this? What are your thoughts on that, advocating at that level? And I know, by the way, I got a note from Adam, the other Adam over at NASSP, that you have a, a nice relationship with your congressman. Okay, which I think is very important. You can talk about that. I don't know who your congressman is, but you can certainly talk about that. All right, But can we accomplish what we need to accomplish at the federal level, or should we concentrate just in your opinion as we advocate, Adam, at the state level?
1: I think we gotta, we got to focus and advocate where we can wherever we can. And, you know, a lot of people don't really understand what it means. What does advocate mean? What does advocacy conference mean like if if you're not in that ring and understand it it just comes out one ear and goes in the other but you know to advocate you look at it it's a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy that's important it's publicly you're not sitting at home behind closed doors complaining about things you're out in public supporting what you truly believe in And particular cause or policy is important because you can't just say improve education. Well, what do you mean, Adam? you got to have mm-hmm. a cause or a policy to focus on to say, here's the blueprint. Here's how much money I need. Here's exactly what it's going to go for. Now let's make it work. Now, I this will be my third year coming up to this event, and I think it's full or I wouldn't have went back the second year, and I That's wouldn't true. be going back the third year. So I do see – an impact made, especially when it's not just Adam coming up. I mean, there's seven of us from the state of Florida. There's representatives from every state in the United States coming into D.C. for three days. And when you're on Capitol Hill and you're a representative and you see over 400 principals and representatives coming in and they're all talking about the same three things, it spreads like wildfire.
0: I, I hope it does. And it's a wildfire. We don't want to go out. We don't want to put out the wildfire. Okay. It's really important. And, you know, when you go up there and, and there, there's so many things to talk about, and it, 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 prioritize from your point of view, those three items. Okay. And I always, uh, this, this day and age to me, the, the top thing out there, and again, we're coming back from the pandemic, we'll get into that. But the key, and you can talk about it as far as your school and your district goes, but uh, teacher retention, okay, is really important and building that pipeline. This is a, it's just unbelievable to me that we don't have enough teachers in there. There are so many opportunities for people, and yet we can't get people interested in education. I always like to say, Adam, you'll like this, that at the career fair, Okay, at every high school, they always forget to have the education booth. Yet that's what we do for a living okay, and I, you know it, it, it you know everyone wants to be a veterinarian or a firefighter or whatever or join the army, whatever the case may be, we forget about the teacher role okay and that's that's so darn important to push that. How is teacher retention and if I may just in your district, your high school, okay, I hope it's pretty good where are the Where are the challenges and how do we encourage hey how do we encourage? Students or, or adults to become teachers, and B, how do you see the feds working to help you do that, Adam, the Florida principal well, here.
1: You know, I, <clears throat> I had a great, um, a great group of teachers growing up, which, which drove me into the education profession because I wanted That's to give nice. back the way they did to me. Which, you know, it, it, when we come up to, to D.C., what we're really looking for in this aspect is for Congress to devote funds to things that will benefit and attract people. Like Loan Forgiveness Act is one of them right mm-hmm. now, where mm-hmm. you can become a teacher, commit five years of quality service, loan forgiveness, taking care of your Absolutely. student loan. Absolutely.
0: That's just one
1: of many I've seen states that do free-moving housing expenses to get you to come to their area from another state or district. They're going to pay for you to relocate your family to be part of that. And it goes on and on. And and what I'm seeing now, some of our colleges and universities are fizzling out the education uh, degree as far as a bachelor's degree. That's right. We're looking for funding from Congress to help support these education programs that are starting to die out at the college or university level also. But the way I took this on personally is, you know, about my third year is as a principal, I was like, well, I'm graduating all these amazing seniors, and I have an upwards of 600 seniors a year (laughs) to go out into the real world and do great things. Well, I'm thinking. I'm doing this while I have 72 vacancies at my school. So I changed my mindset to I'm preparing you to go out into the real world and do great things, but how about one of those great things be you come back here and work at Haines City with (laughs) me.
0: Here, here, here. Go ahead, continue.
1: You're not even going to graduate for six months. I'm going to give you your first job offer. When you graduate, come back to Haines City High School, work with me, with a high school diploma, I can set you up as a day-to-day substitute or a long-term substitute while you go to college either Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or morning or evening, and then you sub for me. Let me work with you, get your two-year degree so I can hire you as a paraprofessional. Now wow. you've got full benefit. You're still going to school. Let me work with you to get your four-year degree in education so I can bring you back as a full-time teacher. Now let's get your master's degree and make you an assistant principal. Now let's have you replace me and be a principal. But <laughs> students that love their school will come back and work at that school and commit their life to that school, make money, have full benefits, have a family, pay a mortgage. But how yep. often do we really invite them to do that?
0: Yep. Yep. So how'd that all go? You made that speech. How'd it all go? How you doing with all that?
1: It, it went good. We're up to, uh, right now I have 54 alumni on oh, my wow. staff. And wow. just the eight years have been there, they've either got a two-year degree, a four-year degree, and came back. So, you know, we're pulling about 10 kids a year out of a class of 600, but that's enough to fill your vacancies. So Absolutely.
0: I'm looking at my
1: sixth year without a vacancy right now because my alumni are filling every spot that I
0: have. Uh, congratulations on that, my friend. That is, that is just wonderful. You know, you said something at the beginning of that little statement that really struck me. Uh, we, we talk about student loan forgiveness. And again, I don't love to get into politics here. But I just have this attitude that if we're going to forgive, if the feds are going to forgive student college loans, we have to use that as, a, um, as an economic factor to push people into the professions that we need them. Okay, nursing, let's just go from there, nursing and teaching, this, those two. If you become a nurse or a teacher or a physician, okay, we will repay your loans, all right? But if you become something that we, we really, I hate to say this, isn't economically that viable right now for the economy, okay, then we're not going to repay your loans. You have to, be, you have to use these things okay, to put pressure points and help the economy. And I I just love what you said about that. I hope we can do that for future teachers. It's just so darn important these days. It'll take the pressure of folks like you. we got to have good teachers in there. What are your thoughts on that, Adam? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And uh, you got to start somewhere. Like, you're going to interview people that have never taught before. Well, if I don't give you a chance, I'm never going to know what you have. And if you don't trust me to hire you to train you. And you're never going to know what I can do for you. So, you know, when I interview people, and, and most of them are my alumni that I interview now, is that's I great. know they're that's great. Decisions. I love it. I know they're good relationship builders. I know they're reliable. And I know they're going to come to work and do the best they can. And we're going to go with the growth mindset. Every day through trial and error, we're going to make you better and better and better. And that's all we can do.
0: And, and the other thing that I love about this, and this is going to happen too, some people are going to say I want to be a teacher, and then they'll, they'll follow your prescriptive plan just then, and it's not right for them. But they learn that early on, okay, and that's okay. Okay, you can move on to something else if something isn't right with it. It's it's a really a win-win, okay. And I, I just I just love the fact, and I love your enthusiasm about that. Okay, it's just just terrific talk to me also adam about about your relationship and i believe you have one and i may be wrong here with policymakers your school board perhaps congressmen and also state reps what, what do how do you work with them i i think you do
1: yeah i do and and my advice to anybody that wants to get involved is you know find out do some research Who represents you at the state level? So for me, who represents me in Tallahassee? Also Mm -hmm. find out who represents your area to which your school falls in at the national level in D.C. So I have, you know, multiple great relationships with representatives, but um, one of them's uh, Congressman Darren Soto. He's got an office down here in Kissimmee and Orlando and Haines City area, and he goes between D.C. and my area. So, you know, it all starts out with finding out who they are and then contact them. Make an appointment with them. Go to them with the passion I'm trying to sell you on, on things, because as representatives, they need to understand the role of a principal and what we go through every day and and the highs and the lows and the struggles and what's working and what's not. But, you know, uh, Congressman Darren Soto has been out to my school multiple times Every time I go to D.C., I visit him, and I talk about the NASSP and NAESP (laughs) priorities. And, you know, we found out um, my wife owns and operates a daycare and early learning center. His wife is a former teacher and an assistant principal. So, you know, we have a lot of the same dinner conversations, which is really cool. And then I found out he was in a band called the Orange Creek Riders, and he found out I play guitar for my kids at lunch and teachers at faculty meetings. So when he comes out, we have a jam session in the auditorium, and we invite staff and students in, and we do a game show called Ask the Congressman. And, you know, it really gets the kids involved too with uh, the national and state level and what's going on. And then in Tallahassee, one of my main contacts is, Josie Tomko. And uh, she represents the 39th House District, which is that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: area. And and she grew up there. She went to Auburndale, which is a neighboring high school. So it's not only knowing who they are and them knowing who you are, but building that relationship where you want to go see each other and interact beyond just the political pieces that you're talking
0: about. Yeah. also I don't want to ask you this, and this is key and i have I don't have this written down, but I have a an interesting question i think you you're going to be excellent at this. I want you to talk about building relationships and communications communicating with your school community okay that's that's the parents okay, and it's the parents of alumni as well you know uh, people kind of forget you know they go to school they don't have kids in school anymore. So they, the kind of education moves out of their mind, but they're the tax base. And when we go to them and ask them for things as taxpayers, they have to understand why we're doing it. And, and Adam, just talk about how you build relate, good relationship with, with the community. Just talk about that, please.
1: Yeah. Uh, I will, and I'll even tie it into the the visit the to DC too. Is you know oh, one of our, great. our our third priority on that educational budget. Priorities is the Title I schools you know you have those mm. we're a Title I school, so you have those low income families that are gathered in a, a similar area such as Haines City, and the funding to build those relationships like you're talking, how do we do it? Something we did is we started parent university um oh. this year well wow. and, and, and when I'm out in the community, what I find out is parents are doing the best they can. They're struggling. These blended learning and e-learning and back on campus and graduation requirements and what's the dress code, like, it goes on and on. And parents just want to be better, but they don't know how to be better. So we started Parent University. Hmm. We invite our parents and our community to two monthly meetings, and and we provide dinner. We bring in guest speakers. I might bring in my school resource officers, and we talk about safety. The next month wow. I might bring in my counselors. And we talk about the four-year graduation requirement and how do you tie in academies and electives. And if I'm not going to college, how do I get a, a CTE certification to get a job or the military? So a parent university, just like I talked about inviting your students to come back and be staff members, the parents and the community want an invitation to come to they your do. school. They do, and then we try to tie it in with a night where we have a home volleyball game or a home football yeah. game. So we'll have yeah. the dinner, you we'll have the school in
0: I'm shocked. <laughs> but then we'll
1: all roll out to a sporting event and, and yeah, celebrate. Yeah.
0: It's good. By the way, what's the name of the mascot for Haines City?
1: We are the Hornets.
0: The, whole, the Haines the City Haines Hornets. City. Haines. <laughs> make, make, go ahead, go ahead, brag. Go ahead.
1: No, I won't do that on your show. Okay,
0: here there. we How'd they do football-wise? I'll ask you that. How'd they do football-wise?
1: Well, decent, decent. We won more decent. than we lost. Let me put it
0: that way. Right, that's, that's, that's excellent, <laughs> that former Fris ed teacher. And also, how they do it with basketball?
1: We're doing good, too. We're winning more than we lost. But, you know, there Larry, you what I look at is when you look at the student-athlete, you yep. always got to remember student athlete not athlete student so what that. is their attendance like what is their discipline like how do they treat their classmates how do they treat them yeah, right. and losses yeah. are important but not near as much as getting you across that stage and graduating and that's what we sell to all of our student
0: athletes here here my friend that is just great be proud of that I, you know i didn't ask you this before demographically what's the makeup of hitting city high uh,
1: uh right now we're about 62% Hispanic, so we got a large Hispanic population. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, mm. About a little under 25% African American, and wonderful. then we have got a small Caucasian, small Asian population. But um, we're well represented in diversity. You sure let are- me tell you that.
0: You sure? And the reason I'm asking that, and this is this is key. You're talking about bringing your kids back to become educators. And Lord knows the one thing we need besides just plain educators are educators that look like the students they're teaching. Okay. And the more Latino folks, okay. The more African-American folks that we can bring into education. Okay. To, to show the, to provide great role models for the, for the, the colors of the children we're teaching is incredibly important. What you said before of bringing back so many kids to education. Adam, when you put those two things together, it's really something to be proud of. It's really something to be proud of. Yeah, I agree. And yeah.
1: just of all the benefits of bringing your alumni back. Someone that has walked your halls for four years. Oh,
0: absolutely. Knows,
1: knows your vision, knows your expectations, knows all the teachers. I mean, I try to put an alumni right across the hall from their favorite teacher because they're never going to disappoint their favorite teacher, and their favorite teacher (laughs) is never going to not support them in everything they need. I
0: I always say the most fun, the best recruitment tool is to say, you know, if you come back here and teach, you can call all your teacher, all your old teachers by their first name. That's a key thing. You can go in the faculty room, call everybody by their first name. Okay, it's Absolutely. just really great. You know, you've really got this together. Okay, you're doing such a good job down there. Okay, and you've got a beautiful, diverse high school down there. And and, and, and by the way, I live in Maine again. I, that's why it's down there. Okay, and I I just think it's uh, I I think you're so deserving of the of of being the Florida Principal of the Year for NASSP. I really, Adam, you're just doing a great job down there. It sounds like a wonderful place.
1: Thanks, Larry. I appreciate it.
0: Well, I, we appreciate you. We appreciate good educators. When you go to D.C., just have a great time, okay? And, and just, just remind them how important education is, all right? And make them stand up and support it, not just give it lip service. So, Adam, thanks a million for being here. Have a safe trip to D.C.
1: Hey, Larry, thanks. And thanks for all you do with your podcast and supporting oh. education and having guests. And let's make sure we stay in touch after the event. We'll do a follow-up.
0: Absolutely. I will be in touch and I will be in touch with you and you are welcome here anytime, my friend. Okay. You want to show off that school? You give me a call. Okay. You'll you'll get my email before all this is done. Okay. So thank you, Adam. Take care. Okay. And have a good St. Paddy's Day tomorrow.
1: You got it. Thank you.
0: Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody. And thank you, Adam Davis over at and ASSP for helping me put this show together and uh, NASSP will be back on March 28th live from their advocacy conference. Okay. We'll have Ron Lizoy, uh here. Who's their CEO. Okay. Adam, that was just great. Adam Lynn, Thank you so much. It's Haines city high school, just outside of Orlando. Look at the job he's doing and a beautifully diverse high school. I got to say that too. Okay. It's just, we, we can all learn great lessons. All right, And I, I just want to say also, uh, NA, NAESP is also going to be advocating at the conference, so please, okay, note that, all right? They are great friends of ours. It's principal ships getting together to make things work. Uh, please go over to see what we do over at ace-ed.org. Everything's free for you over there. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Free K-12 Education Talk Radio, and thank you for participating, and thank you for listening.